Hey friends, Britt here. So this is a special episode of our PAX East 2019 panel recording. The quality, okay, first of all, the good news is that we got the damn thing recorded. So hey, that's a win, third time's the charm. The not so bad news, I don't know, it's not terrible, is that the quality obviously isn't what you'd expect from a normal show of ours. However, that said, we still wanted to release it just so you can enjoy it and pretend you were there or something along those lines. Anyway, we will have a brand new episode for you this Friday, so we hope this holds you over until then. And as always, thank you for listening. Let's go get their drink on. We get it. Or go to sleep. Like, we need dinner, we need snacks, and we need whiskey. We had some or drinks tequila. before this. Yeah, same here. Hey, it's not my fault. Justin Roiland made me do vodka shots before our panel. What? Vodka. I didn't true, know that. True story. He was nervous, and I was like, what are you nervous for? Oh, wow. I don't know, but vodka is usually Roiland. good. Uh, we haven't rehearsed anything, FYI. Are you, are, is anyone it's surprised? It's on brand. Yeah, I know. We're fine. It's true. But I have notes. Oh. You have notes? From a game I played earlier today. Oh, you guys did homework. Yeah. She wrote notes, too. She was, like, typing on her laptop. I did. She's like, I played a video game. I need to write down what I, I thought about games. it. I was like, Layers of Fear 2. Anyone check cute. that out today? One person. Cool. Two oh, people. Two people. Yeah. Oh, it was good, right? Divinity Fallen Heroes. Anyone? Yeah. Oh, more people for that than Layers of Fear. That surprises me. Yeah, console for real. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, it's gonna happen. I'm tweeting. Are you? Tweeting. Yeah, let's do this shit. Oh, we're recording this, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Technically, have listening. a few minutes before we are supposed to start, but we could probably start early. We can do are whatever you recording? we want. We own this room. John's got the pre-show going. Shout out to John Drake, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let me. Woo! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I said I was going to do it in post. Just put it in afterwards. That's what she, she said. said. <laughs> That's why we love you guys. All right. What's good, everybody? And welcome to a very special live episode of What's Good Games from PAX East. Yay. And in the first historic moment for what's good games we started one minute early what not only <laughs> that this might actually record and might like actually make oh, it yeah, to the yeah, internet i did three separate tests if this doesn't record i'm going to shave my head oh oh okay <laughs> okay i take that back i'm not actually <laughs> maybe I was I'm, like given okay, the way technology maybe works I'm, with us that's not a bet you want to make all maybe you heard it we're committed okay Oh my um, god, yes. No, this is this is not a bet that I'm going to make good. No, on. you could just uh, wear Renee a bald cap for a day. How's that? Wait, what? Just, you could just wear a bald cap for a day. Yeah, I, I literally thought you like said bald cap, cap. Mm-hmm. and just pretend to be yeah. bald for the day. Yeah. I could do that. Okay. That's could, what that's what it happen. is now. She's not shaving her head. She'll but no, but that. it's going to work. That's how <laughs> confident I am in all of the tests. And also John's over there with the cans on. He's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, he's That's how audio files speak for headphones, the cans. Yeah. Um sorry. Oh. I'm a yeller. Should I just stand back like this? <laughs> just don't yell. Just don't, yeah. Just talk in nice, soothing tones. Ooh, are we doing huh? a li- No, I hate ASMR. Yeah. I still <laughs> don't know what ASMR is. It's that. People have explained <laughs> it to me like five separate times and showed me videos, and I'm like, I just don't get it. 
Is anybody like else it. like me? You just don't understand what ASMR is? Thank you. I'm not alone. But have you actually seen it or heard it? I should say. I saw a video of Cardi B doing it on Facebook. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, huh. it was weird because she's got those really long fingernails and she kept oh, stroking she like, the microphone. And no. I was like, this is awkward. I saw the Super Bowl commercial and that was my first in- introduction to ASMR and I, it made me tingly. Like, Isn't that what it's supposed to do, right? I think yeah. it makes who, me want to rip my skin off. Who knows what ASMR is? And it's like, I, I'm the ASMR expert. You? One can person. You, Great. Can you explain to me what it is? But go to the microphone. C- yes, if you oh, wouldn't mind, sorry, sir, please stand, stand <laughs> Please stand it. Also, who are you? Hello. Like up. Oh. oh. <laughs> prob- in fairness, they probably weren't ready for that microphone to be turned on this early. Fair That's enough. what she said. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That was the best description of ASMR I've ever heard. Thank you very much. Thunder with your mouth. Also, you're very good at projecting. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. That makes it a little bit more clear. That's probably the most clear explanation I've ever got of ASMR. So my friends are terrible at explaining it, is what I've learned. Also, I don't think anyone on the actual podcast, if they're listening, will know what he said, but that's okay. They might be able to hear it very faintly. <laughs> well, I'm going <laughs> to go in and add the music so I can just go in and boost that section as long right, as I cool. possibly can. Yeah. That's what she said. You know, the magic of editing. It's a thing that we have to do from time to time. Yeah, you know, anyone at the Gearbox panel today? Yeah. You know, we have a lot of technical issues at What's Good Games, but when mm. you see professionals like Gearbox kind of screwing up a little bit, it's like, yeah, you know? They didn't screw up. It wasn't their fault. Who, so who was running it? I mean, magical computer men. (laughs) I don't want to throw the fantastic team at PAX under the bus for technical hiccups that probably weren't their fault, Brittany. You see how she twisted that around? That's how good she is. (laughs) That's how good she is. I'm assuming those c- the computers they had were not like ready for a 4K video. Okay, let me file. rephrase. True. If the exceptional staff at PAX can have technical issues, it makes me feel okay that we sometimes have technical issues. Yeah. See, we can all get behind that. Yeah. We can all fail together. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so we are excited to be here in Boston. This is our third, no, second PAX East. No. Yes. Yes. Third. No, second. second. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. It'll be our third PAX West yes, yes. in That's Seattle. Right. Yes. Um, and we had a panel last year, which was really fun. We did. And this year, we brought lots of goodies. So we're going to cha- um, chat a little bit about what we've been doing here in Boston so far. And then we're going to bring up our special guest, Steve Saylor, who is here in the front row. Yeah. Wave your hand around, Steve. Yeah. We're going to talk about some games that we've gotten to play on the floor. And then we are going to take your questions at the end. And Oh, yes. Thank you. He, so John took my Vita. So I brought the Vita. Uh, <laughs> it is the original model of the Vita that PlayStation PR sent me back in, what, 2011? You got one sent to you? Wow. I had to that buy was back that in my shit. Clever Game days. <laughs> Anybody watch Clever Games? <laughs> not a one of not a one of you. Literally, no one raised their hands. <laughs> For those listening, no one raised their hand. Well, yeah. it's it used to be a channel that I ran, and we uh, converted it to Escapist News, and then we converted it to Smosh Games. So it's been a bunch of stuff. If you look at the back end metadata on YouTube, it is just a hot nightmare mess um, because they rebranded it three times to Media, uh, and now they're gone. Well, 
Rip, rip in peace. No, not rip in peace. They were bad people. Um, that's right. I said it. Not the people I worked with, the people at the top that made all the bad decisions. So anyway, I brought the Vita, and I realized I haven't, like, erased anything on it yet. So I was oh like, boy. So I was like, hey, John, well, maybe like, delete. I'm pretty confident I've changed my password three times since then, but just in case. he's You can just factory wipe yeah. it. He's, yeah, he's wiping it right now. Um, but we, I only have three games. We're going to be giving away the Vita, and then we have... What else do we have, Andrew? Literally two bags of shit. We I mean, good stuff. stuff. I've got stuff. We've got Devil May Cry. We've got an amazing little Eevee. We've got tattoo sleeves from Sea of Thieves. We've got really cool notebooks to write your deep thoughts in. Um, and we, I have this thing, which I was going to open and use, and <gasps> I was like, I bet you somebody else would have a better time with it. We've got a shadow ghost. Does anybody else know what's going on with shadow? Have you heard about them? They're the people that do all the cloud processing on like a server farm in the UK where you get access to a really super high PC, but you don't actually have the PC. You've got this cool little crystal thing instead. It, yeah. That's like it in a nutshell, but essentially it like works kind of like Google Stadia, but you have this cool little thing you get to put on your shelf. I'm assuming you're not giving this away. That's the, the power cable for the Vita. Obviously, they need to take the no, game no, I didn't with. see the PlayStation symbol until just now. I'm like, why are you She's giving, like, away, why a she giving away a random, random card? I've got a keychain from the Division 2. We've got um, all kinds of eye patches from the CFDs if you want to be pirates. Piratas. Right? We th- oh, oh, sorry. That's from when I tried to play the intro music. It was very loud. Um, no, so what's funny about these is that this is from um, our dear friend, Alexa Ray, who we miss and love. And she, when we were covering E3 together for the first time, all four of us, we did that really cool thing in the mixer booth for Xbox and Sea of Thieves. And she was like, there's a swag bag over there. Let me grab some stuff. And she literally, like, grabbed two giant handfuls of stuff. And I was like, what are you doing? Just take a couple. And she's like, they don't care. Let's just take all of them. So, so now we have approximately so I, I've been 300 trying to get rid of this Sea of Thieves stuff for, like, almost two full years. So if you are in this room, who is, like, the diehard Sea of Thieves person that's here? Oh. Okay, so we, I, have, I have enough for all five of you. you I saw your hands. all have anything you want. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be and great. then we've got like a little Call of Duty light, and then we got all these cool games and stuff. And yeah, this like Overwatch a cool Lego thing. Look, anyway, look, what I'm saying Lego. is, we're gonna reward you if you want to ask questions. We're baiting you. Please don't don't leave us up here alone with no questions. We'll feel really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Brittany, huh? You've hmm? been very busy at day one of PAX. Oh boy. Yes. So I played Layers of Fear too, and I love this game a lot. Simmer, not a big fan because she hates being scared. Uh, mostly not a fan of Andrea jumping out at us while we're playing that game. Was that, was that Layers of Fear or yes. Slender Man? It was no, that, no, it wasn't. It was Layers Both. of Fear because it was when the friggin' lady is like walking through the hallways and it's like, and I'm like, is she getting oh, closer or is she yeah. getting farther away? And then you bust through the door and I was like, I, I hate you. Oh yeah, I flipped you off. I just hate I remember you. that moment. Yeah, that was during our production for Lights Off, our Facebook Watch series. It was scary gameplay. And I was inside the house because it was their turn to shoot an episode. And, like, the blood-curdling screams coming from the studio. I was like, what the heck is happening out there? Do do I have to, like, go knock on my neighbor's door and promise them I'm not murdering No, you decided to scare us. Thanks. Um, So I play Layers of Fear 2. And anyone else play Layers of Fear in here? Just a few. Right on. Okay, cool. So this is a horror game. And it's what I guess the cool kids would call a walking sim. And you are an actor, and you have your biggest gig yet, but your psychological demons are getting the best of you. And so basically, you just walk around, and then then you'll see one thing. You turn around, then everything's changed behind you. You know, there are doors randomly opening and shutting. There's a crying woman that I'm sure wants to murder you in some capacity. What's with all the crying women? I don't know, but they scare me. And I thought of you because... Not the crying woman. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I always do this. Um, because the girl was playing, there was a girl next to me playing the same demo. Mm-hmm. And she was like screaming and like yelling and throwing her controller, and I was just staring up at the things the whole time because that's what I do is I yeah, stare, you stare weirdly. At I them. stare weirdly at the things trying to kill me. I don't know what's the thing. You're like, ooh, please come closer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I but we talked you. about how weird it is that you embrace fear with your eyes like extra wide, where most people like close their eyes because they want to shut it out. You're like, give me the fear. It's an evolutionary <laughs> trait because I'm gonna be the one to be able to identify my attacker if I survive. All y'all are gonna die because you have your eyes closed. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, you what does one other person yes, you scream with your eyes open? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's on the show floor, and you should definitely play it if you want to be freaked out. Definitely recommend. It's scary as hell. It woke me up. It was a good time. Good. Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Um, Simer, you have been walking around the show floor a little bit. I have. That's pretty m- I just have walked around it and then yeah. was like, cool, it's PAX. Um, I want to talk about another game since Simer <laughs> hasn't played anything. <laughs> I played a game called Struggling. Has anyone else seen this on the show floor? Uh, Jason told me about this. Oh, good. Okay, so it's... <laughs> I like you're like, oh, good. Shut up. I'm going to tell you about it. Um, <laughs> so, okay, this is the thing. It's a physics-based co-op game, and you are a head. Two heads melded into one named Tommy, and one head's name is Hector, or Hector, and the other one's name is Achilles. And Tommy, I think it's Tommy. And you are a fleshy head with holes in it, and then you have two arms that's... It's a, yeah, it's like a ragdoll. Two arms that are like noodly and like hairy and lumpy, and then they ha- each yes. arm has three claws on. Stick with me, Summer. Each hand has three claws on the end of it, and uh-huh. each person controls a hand, an arm. Right, and hairy, then, lumpy, noodly so arms like, with three it's like hands. Octo Dad, but you're controlling the different right. arms. Right, and so the whole point is you want to try to propel your, yourself forward, and one person controls each arm, so you can grab with this arm, and then you slowly, like, well, I say slowly because it's very hard to m- control this. Mm-hmm. Move yourself along, and you have to avoid acid pits and everything. And mm-hmm. it's really, really. I'm going to show you a picture of Tommy. Go on. Tommy. Is anybody else lost? Tommy. Yeah. I'm like, what is this It's game? like co-op co-op. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Co-op wop co-op co-op? Yeah. Oh, that game. Yeah, I beat that game. Oh, it's Troy. Thank you, Jason, for texting me in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tommy. Tommy. It's not Tommy. Wait, th- wait, the creature's name is Troy? Yes. But it, then you said it had two different heads with two different names. Yes, each head has a different name, but combined they're Troy. But those two names don't make the word Troy? But you have Achilles and Hector. <laughs> sure. Those so definitely add up to Troy. Oh, okay. my gosh. Keep going. I'm confused. It's fine. It's great. I would like to see a picture of I'm this. I'm showing you. Hold on. I can't. I can't hold on. Because I have jiggly arms. Okay, I'm looking up a picture. Char- carry the show on, ladies. Good God. What? Don't know what that says. What? I'm in trouble. Are you in trouble? Where are you going? Oh, no. Oh, no. Why are you calling These him out? The are walking him out. Is he arrested? They arrested him. I don't think they can do that. I don't think they have the authority. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Mm, mm, uh, this is an awkward. Well, he had a cool jacket, though. So. He did have a cool jacket. Big up. I love. Um, I thought somebody stole my my kind of funny hoodie at the main stage panel that I was just on. Um, hopefully nobody did. Apparently the enforcers have it. Oh, so I, okay. I panicked for a second. You were like, like, "Oh my god!" Stole my hoodie. And then they were like, "No, you." And just they were like, "You the also just like, you abandoned <laughs> it." <laughs> my bad. I'm still trying to find pictures, but the Wi-Fi is okay. Really so dead. you. Okay, so we're. So, so we should move on from this. Yes, you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. We have no visual aid. It just looks like a gobbledygook blob that you control weird. It's very arms hideous. With. I would not bang it in a video game. Um. Well. Good to know. I mean, that's actually very important because Brittany would bang a lot of things in video games. If you've listened to the you show, know you know what I will not this. bang? Gollum in that new Lord of the Rings game. 
Well, you haven't seen him yet. She's got a thing against Smeagol, and I don't know why. And we sh- people don't know this yet because the uh, the episode for this week publishes tomorrow. So sneak preview: we talk about the new uh, Lord of the Rings game for a there little bit with uh, Marissa Roberta, who is the special guest this week. Um, we were so excited to have her on when Steimer was on break, but um, essentially, ew, this is gross. <laughs> Do you want to describe it to everybody who's going to be listening and who's here? Start with lumpy flesh. See what you're watching? Start with lumpy flesh. It looks like a tumor with legs. Like, I don't know what else to describe. A tumor with legs. And eyeballs. And eyeballs. Okay, pass it over. Is this what ASMR is? Okay. No, this Um, is. So, so it looks, it's got eyeballs on its. Do you remember, wait, what's the show with the fast food and there's a meatball? Oh, Aqua Teen, yes. Aqua Teen, yes. It looks like the meatball, a little bit. Yeah, it kind of has an art style, a little bit of like Ren and Stimpy. Mm, yeah. That yeah, kind yeah, of look. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a, it is, it does look like a flesh-colored tumor that looks like a lumpy potato, and there's multiple eyes coming out of it, and then there's arms coming out of and it. They have claws. Imagine a really gross potato that has like <laughs> really crazy eye, like eyes coming off of it. No one will eat this potato. Anyway, struggling. I know we've sold it to you now. Great. Yeah. Everyone's at least going to look it up to see what this thing looks like. There we go. Yeah. Um, So we're excited to be here in Boston. We're doing a couple different things that I'm probably going to remind you about at the end of the panel as well. But um, we are going to be doing a little D&D session tomorrow. Um, Does anybody in here play D&D? Yes. And Critical Role fans? So this will only be my second time playing D&D because my first time was at PAX last year. Um, and I told myself I would actually try to learn the rules, and I, I, did not, I did not attempt to learn the rules. But if you guys are interested in coming by and, and watching, it's going to be super casual. Um, we have a great DM. His name is Craig. We're gonna, we, he brought our characters that we had last year. Craig, oh, are you in here? here? Is Craig in here? Craig, are you here? Yeah. Craig is here! You want to stand up and do like a victory lap or something? No, that's okay. No. Just chill. <laughs> um, so we're going to be in the Western Lobby tomorrow if you guys want to come and like lurk and drink and watch us like. Talk about, like, dragons and shit. Yeah, trolls and rogue elves and things. And I'm going to shoot everybody in the leg again. Yeah. That was fun. That did happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, you're lying. I don't even remember my character's name. That's how bad I am. (laughs) I don't remember the name, but I know what she did. I was being... (laughs) (laughs) You were being nasty. You were, well... Oh! Oh, my gosh! Thank you! Wow. This is why you're the, the dude. Um, so we also have the meet and greet on Saturday, which is going to be super fun. Um, it is at King's Entertainment and Dining, which is just a short walk from the convention center. They've got a really spiffy arcade. They've got bowling if you want to do that. They've got shuffleboard, which is my personal favorite. Ooh. Oh, my God. How old are you? I, I, will take, <laughs> I will take one of you on. Are you the shuffleboard guy? Yes. Oh, finally. I met somebody who likes shuffleboard, Listen, too. Listen, can I give you some advice? Lose. <laughs> She's not kidding. You need to throw Am the I game even right if now? you're winning. <laughs> like, Listen, I'm not that bad. Oh, whatever. No, you will pout if you lose. That's yeah, true. I'll, I probably will. You'll find pout. every loophole to figure out why you should have won. But, like, the shuffleboard, I mean, it's pretty cut and dried. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not, like, the floor one. It's, like, it's the table, table oh, the shuffleboard. One you... oh, sorry. Wait. No, that's... That's you're uh, thinking, you're of, thinking curling. of curling. Oh yeah, yeah, the ice one, right? Yeah, no, yeah. shuffleboard is just where you like push the puck down and then you hope to get and it. And then it has all the sand. Uh, yes, well, there's sand on the on the one that's on the tabletop. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. 
Does it's like wax. Do they just have like air hockey? Because that sounds fun. Yeah, that sounds great. I think they do have air hockey. Great. But we'll have pizza. So even better. Yeah. Okay. Yay. At least until it runs out. So get get there early, I guess. Um, uh, so it should be fun. Two to four. No. <laughs> don't, we're, don't, we're don't ever be sorry, here. shuffleboard buddy. It's gonna be great. But seriously, lose. lose. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, have you gone to? You guys haven't gone to any other panels besides the Gearbox one. So, should we talk no, about Borderlands I, I Three? Go oh. And then I saw the line, and I got anxiety, and I left. Yeah, it happens. I I even though like, I know you would have gotten me, but I was like, you? I don't, I don't know. Bye. Hopefully, somebody <laughs> came to the Squanch panel. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Justin's a funny guy. Um, but I want to talk about Borderlands 3, yeah. right? <gasps> so we were just at the Gearbox panel. We've got some extra masks that we're going to give away if you want one. They've been and on our face. Sorry. I or mean, not sorry. Maybe his has increased maybe the value. That. That's fine. No judgment. You no, know, no. Whatever totally you fun. like. You can set it on fire or put it on your face. Yeah. So no. what did you think of the, the new Vault Hunters? They look cool. I want to shoot people with them, but only <laughs> bad guys. <laughs> well that's good because i don't think you can there's no friendly fire in that game thank god no yeah not that i'm aware of i don't remember but i thought looked really cool there are different biomes that we got to see we saw the city we saw city a swampy cool. jungly looking area and don't get me wrong the desert's great but that was a lot of desert i'm ready for something a little different also the gun with legs oh it was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, hello, I help you. Am I the only one excited about the gun on legs? Okay. No. no. They My said they got you, it. boo. Yeah. yeah. It looks great. I'm very excited. It's been a very long time coming. Are you concerned that it looks very much like Borderlands no. 2? No. I if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Exactly. I mean, for this one, yeah. It's kind of always what Borderlands is. Just like. Yeah, I'm of the mindset that I'm totally cool if they just polish it up a bit. Add some new characters, which they have. Brought back some fan favorites, which they have. Make it funny, which we know they will. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then maybe add in, like, a couple things. Like, the rumor from that Reset Era leak was that there are going to be multiple powers per character this time. I hope that's true. That would be, be nice. fun. Because you play with these characters for so many hours, that would be nice to, like, Mix vary up, up the play little. style and not be locked to a single tree. Because that was a thing that you couldn't, I mean, you could respec a little bit. Or could you? I don't think you could respec. Second Anyone? one. And no. Could you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I just remember having to put so much energy into getting to that big thing at the very bottom that you're like, that's, that's the big what she said. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of energy to get to that point. <laughs> we should just start bringing the pillow to the panel. Yeah. Then we could sleep. <laughs> Timer just thinking about sleep. Maybe Always. I'll figure out a way if we could afford it to bring pillows for everybody at the panel at Pax that would West. Be a we don't lot. have that much. We money don't have that much money. No. That would be a lot of money, actually. Yeah, now that try. I think that about it. Also, lot. like, how would I get them in here? I would like be pulling this giant rack. You'd of, be like uh, Santa with You're pillows, like, and we can <sighs> sleep in it. Oh my god. Maybe we can get like little band, like little hankies or something that say, say little it. what? Oh, hankies, hankies like handkerchiefs. Okay, yeah, hankies. And then oh. instead of a pillow, hankies, people just wave like, their oh, hankies. I'm just workshopping the bit. For <laughs> I the like next it when pack. you say hanky. <laughs> hanky? Yeah. Why? Kind of dirty. I don't know. Is like it, it my North Dakota accent <laughs> coming out? <laughs> See, I got my North Dakota pal right here in the front row. It's Sabriel. Yep. Um, Everyone wants me to do a whole show in my North Dakota accent, but I don't think that I could make it the entire time. I'm already no. this close to punching you. I don't think I could take it the entire time. You would punch her? I mean, with love. Maybe. Yes. You know, she says that she would, but we know that she, she wouldn't. wouldn't. Right, guys? Yeah. I don't know that you would. I don't know. We'll see. Try A me. punch? I don't believe a punch. See, Maybe normally a slap. it's my job to play bad cop. Brittany's always the good cop. She's I the have, nice one. I have my feisty moments, and this is one of them. 
Okay, so clearly I need to back down is what she's trying to say. <laughs> she's like, don't um, test me. So back to back to Borderlands 3. Um, when do we think this game is coming? My bet is this year because they've been in development if for they five years do is what they it said. If they do it this year, I would be like, what the hell are you but doing? But don't you think Just this would have been the place it. where they announced the release date? Because now we have to wait until, what, is it April 3rd for the next, like, information? Chunk of information. Info dump, yeah. yeah. Well, I, Hopefully they'll say I would there. think a release date would maybe happen at E3. Right? So they're going to yeah. have this. They're going to have the April event, and then we're not going to get the release date until E3. I'd be very mad. I, I wouldn't be I mad. Think Don't this is wrong. one of those games where they need to not show it that much. Like, this is kind of a sort of a fallout thing. Like, people know what this game is. So, like, don't keep trotting it out at every place because you don't need that. Mm-hmm. I sort of agree with you. I think that we need one big gameplay demo where yeah. they do, like, an E3 style behind closed doors, 30 minutes. Like, let us show you the game. Let us show you what each of the Vault Hunters does. Let's talk about yes. what the new mechanics mm-hmm. are. But obviously, keep all the story beats kind of, like, close to the chest. Yeah. But, like, I just don't, don't give away to, too much. They don't need to do... Too much with this. We're all going to be. I, anyway, I wonder what they're going to do on April 3rd. Like, what? This, this, it's not that far away. Borderlands.com. <laughs> so I'm imagining that's where we would get week. the gameplay. Wait, is that next week? Holy shit. Yeah, it's like four days away yeah. or whatever. Five days? Six, I, that's, that, that was the weird part to me. I was like, okay, you have this that, panel. Okay, thank you. Next oh, Wednesday. That's crazy. Thank you. Because that's why in my mind I was thinking this is kind of silly. Why are they doing this? It's literally next week. Wow. I thought yeah. it was months away. It's okay, really weird. Nope. Yeah. I find that a strange move. Um... Is your uh, skirt getting blown up by Borderlands Remastered? No. The original? No? Does anybody I re- care about I already it? played that anybody? game. I'm the original? for people who Old get school? to experience it again. Yeah, right? I mean, like, UHD for um, the Handsome Jack collection. Um, I thought it was an interesting call. I don't know if this is something people were asking for. I would have preferred if they made it one big collection instead of you know, kind of mm-hmm. siphoning it off. But I do appreciate that they're pushing a free update for people who've already bought the Handsome Collection so you don't have to buy it again. Mm-hmm. And you can just, I guess, add on the original Borderlands. Yeah. I mean, I personally have no desire to replay those games. There's just too many out right now that I need to get to. But um, if you haven't, anyone here not played Borderlands yet? Ah, oh, you guys. Yes. It's so good. You're in for a treat. Um, I mean, what I love about... My time with the original Borderlands was just, like, it was one of the first first-person shooters that I played with other people. Because I started my FPS journey with Halo and playing by myself in a narrative journey because I was like, listen, I'm bad at FPS, and I need to, like, be bad alone where no one can judge me, and I don't have to feel bad about letting my team down. And then Borderlands was the first co-op game that I felt comfortable enough with the dual stick controls because camera motion is hard if you've never done first-person games. We've all been there. We all remember when we first learned and you, like, stare at the sky and then you stare at the ground. You're like, I'm terrible at games. I hate it. And you throw the controller I and played done. a demo today that didn't offer inverted controls, and that was the worst ever because I was, like, walking. I'm looking up, and I'm looking down, and I literally had to stop playing. It was uh, Chernobylite, which looks really great, by the way, if you're interested in it. But I had to stop the demo about 15 minutes in because I was getting literally nauseous. But it's not their fault you play wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't clap that. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, but I get it. Like Maybe it was because they didn't think to they, put it into the vertical That's exactly what they said. The they said we just literally didn't think about it. That's fine. Just trying to give them an out. Make, trying to make her not feel so bad. I, you already made me feel bad. You got the whole room to clap against me. Oh, no. I love you, Brittany. You're the best. Isn't Brittany the best, everybody? She's Aww. the best. I see some of you not clapping. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. 
<laughs> He's going to take your names down and ban yeah. you from the Facebook group. Be careful. We should get our uh, special guest up here. Yes, we should. Um, so let's welcome Mr. Steve Saylor to the table. <laughs> Let me move my swag out of the way. Just push it here. Hello. Hello. So for folks that don't know, um, Steve. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm running over the bag here. Hey, d- just kick it out of the way. It's fine. Um, it should be on. Oh, there you go. Maybe. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah. Okay, cool. There we, right, go. there we go. So, um, Steve, where would these fine folks maybe know you from? Uh, well, I do a, a, a YouTube channel called Blind Gamer. Uh, I've been doing it for about five years. Some of you may have saw me on Kind of Funny Games Daily just recently. Within the, uh, yeah! Oh. Yay, there's people that know me. Um, yeah, so I've been doing it for about five years, uh, basically just kind of... It was originally started off as a way to entertain my friends, because... I suck at video games. I really, really do. And I wanted to be able to show my friends just, like, how bad I am at it. And I was like, you want to you wanna see? Here's proof. And I started out in February about 2015, and I essentially basically have been uh, kind of started gaining a following and been doing it uh, ever since. You're still sucking at games? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah. No, I like if you if, if I just <laughs> recently I just played the division two uh, and I sucked at that so bad. So there's the, the Jefferson Trade Center mission. I don't know if anyone's ever played that in the division mm-hmm. two. D- normally, I would assume for you it took about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it took me two hours. Oh, yeah. were you playing by yourself? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. don't play by yourself. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the division is. It's friendly for solo play early, and then mm-hmm. once you hit, like, um, like mid-tier, once you get to, like, level, I would say, like, 15 or so, yeah. you kind of want to matchmake, even if you um, don't want to play uh, talk to other people, because it helps kind of, you know, yeah. ha- you have somebody to revive you, first and foremost, which is the most important part. But. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that was the thing. I basically kept repeating sections just because I died. I probably, minimum, I died, like, five times each section in every single mission I do. But do you normally play third-person shooters? Is that your thing? Or do you like other games, too? Uh, I love a lot of different games. The game that I'm really, really enjoying right now, and I think you would appreciate this, is Destiny 2. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> I was wearing my cage shirt yesterday. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Destiny 2 is actually, I've, I think, has made me better at first-person shooters. Because it just, I don't know how, that like, I, I tried it, and I, like, I've played a ton of them, and I just was never really great at it, especially in multiplayer. I mean, I still suck whenever I try to go into Gambit or Crucible, where I, I, I think I died, like, last count I died in one sitting, I died 45 times and killed only five Whoa. people. Don't feel yeah. bad, that's like my <laughs> average record, it's fine. So, it's yeah, if you want to rack up some kills, just find me and you'll, it'll be easy. Uh, but it's like, when, within the game itself, it just it was a lot of fun, and especially as soon as I got, like, because I play Warlock, sorry, but it's fun. <laughs> and uh, and once I got my combat bow, oh, it was all over. Like it was Im- like immediately. It was so you want for you or for your enemies? Yeah. Oh yeah, but over. that's it, like it was just like picking off people from left to right, and it had so much. Oh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah, but that's the current game that I'm I'm really really enjoying right now. So. Well, yeah. I think that sounds cool. I love Destiny, but we're not going to waste time say. here, Pax, <laughs> talking about Destiny too. Um, I want to hear about what you played on the show floor today. So I got a chance to uh, play Falcon Age. Uh, oh, yes. baby Holy birds. crap! I am I I'm in love with that. Yeah, I, I love, it. love PSVR uh, so much. Like I, there's a video that I that I tried VR for the first time on my channel uh, where I played the Star Wars experience, and I fell in love with it. Like it, to me, it was something like 
I was able to play the game. I was able to play a video game with my glasses off, and I've never been able to do that before. So I fell really hard into VR. So I was very excited to be able to check out uh, some stuff on the show floor today. And Falcon Age was one of those that it was so simple, but it was just so cool. Like you can be able to, like just ha- being able to. There's a little mask that's uh, that uh, that's in your inventory that you can be able to make it into like a little baby falcon that's kind of on, that you can have on your hand, and you can also dress up the falcon too. <laughs> You could, I literally, I literally, I put a top hat, a monocle, and a bow tie. I named it <laughs> Professor Farmington, and he's my, she's my friend. <laughs> oh, my God. So and cute. It was so, so dang cute. And uh, I also got to check out a game that, uh, not, uh, not a lot of people have uh, uh, talked to, like a, a scene. It's a game called Soul, S-O-L-E, and it's made by Gossamer Games. And w- you're literally like this little ball of light, and you're, go- and you're going into this world of darkness where you basically are just illuminating all of the world around you, and you're eliminating the shadows, and you're kind of... It's you, Steimer. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, she's saying that you light up her life. Oh, that is sweet, but I, inaccurate. That's what she's saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Um, yeah, and you, uh, th- as you go throughout each level, you are basically finding these different runes that uh, kind of unlocks the language within the game, and as you learn, you get to understand the history of the world that you're in. It's very much like if you're... like. It, if you love Journey, it's ki- it has that very same, like, chill vibe where you're just basically moving around the world. And it's just it's very cool just to be able to kind of, like, go into different sections and you can have plants grow around you and stuff like that. And it was a really, really cool game. Nice. Yeah. I like chill games. Yeah. I don't think I've played a chill game since Flower was re-released. Girl, you need to relax. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just always like murdering aliens and stuff. Well, everyone There's a has lot their of that. that. Makes Ev- sense. Everyone has their thing. It's fine. Yeah. It's true. Um, so I also got to play a couple things today um, on the show floor. I went over to see the team at Three Field Entertainment who are former makers of the Burnout Racing Series, which is one of my all-time favorites. Burnout Revenge was my personal favorite. Um, and... When they told me that they were essentially making the spiritual successor to Burnout, I was like, well, I must play this. So I went to, um, they're in the Indie Mega booth, if you guys want to go check it out. And the bill that they have is looks great, because the game is coming out in just a couple of weeks. And it's so much fun. It takes modes that were from each of the different Burnouts, and it makes them a mode in one single game. So they've got Burnout 1, 2, 3, they've got Revenge, they've got Takedowns. I mean, this game is going to be right up my alley. And it was so funny because I was talking to Alex, one of the devs on the game, and he kept, like, trying to um, mess with me the whole time because he was, like, picking fun at me. And he kept making these jokes about how he would talk to, to, to development people when they were originally looking for funding for that game. He was like, nobody knows what Burnout is. And I was like, what? That, like, made my heart break a little bit. I was like, Burnout's one of the best racing franchises of all time. What do you mean they don't, they don't know? Because he told me that they were having trouble getting funding for the development of that game because they said, well, it just is too much like the other games in the space, like Forza and Gran Turismo. What? And and I was like, right? I was like, are you kidding me? And he was like, I know, this is what I had to deal with. He's like, if they look at a game like mine and think it's like Gran Turismo, they're missing the entire point of what the game is. It's not a racing sim. It's an arcade racer. And so we had, like, a little body moment about how we need to bring arcade racing back. Who's for arcade racing to come back? Right? I mean, I have a lot of respect for people who are, like, gearheads and, like, know all about the intricacies of, like, the drift patterns and torque and what these one tires do on this track and what have you. But that's just not my thing. I want to crash into stuff. 
Yes. I crash into a lot of things when I play racing games, and it doesn't ever end well for me. But you, that's why you that's should play of, yeah. Dangerous Driving, the name of the game, which I realize I haven't said yet. Is that the game where you can run into trees and the trees go flying? Um, I haven't seen any trees tree on the maps mode? that I went on, I but mm, I don't think so. Probably not. Okay. I did that a couple of times in Forza. I don't know, even know if that's possible, but yeah. <laughs> you, you sent a tree flying? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. It was weird. It, I, was I'm it Forza Horizon? Horizon? Oh, yeah, it's Forza Horizon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, mm. yeah, no, what I suck that? at racing games for <laughs> obvious reasons, but, yeah. What are the obvious reasons? Uh, I can't drive in fr- I- at all. I did actually drive a car for the first time just recently because um, <laughs> my friends were basically uh, decided to get me a Dodge Challenger. And decided to drive that around a parking lot. And oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I, that was the only time I actually felt semi-comfortable behind the wheel. But it's like when I immediately, I was like, okay, I'm going to take this knowledge that I know now. And I'm going to go and be able to play Forza. <laughs> Let's just say Love. I think I wore out the oh, rewind no, button real, real quick. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but. so do you want to get into a car again? No. No, you're like I'm good. I'm, I mean, for the public safety, I think that would be it would be a bad idea. I mean, you are the quotes blind gamer. Yeah. yeah. So maybe driving's just not in the cards. Yeah, and to be fair, I did it in an empty parking lot. There was no one around <laughs> for about fifty miles. Yeah, no, it was fine. Well, we weren't worried for people's safety, just yours. Oh, right. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're, I you're here. I survived. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 you survived. <laughs> Um, awesome. So I also played this little game from a studio called Accidental Queens, and we talked That's about one of their games. Isn't it? And they were both wearing tiaras, and I was like, your tiaras yes. are the best. Um, so I talked to the two um, people in charge. So it's Diane and Simon who run this little studio. Um, they are the programmer and producer of the game, and we talked about their game Another Lost Phone on the show last year, which is a really fun little mobile title about a, a narrative adventure where you're... I like that. Yeah, yeah you find someone's game. phone... And you have to kind of piece together, like, who are they, what happened to them, and figure out, like, what happened by looking at, like, their text messages and their email. Their phone. Essentially, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. light um, hacking. You're like, oh, this code over here unlocks this thing over here. And yeah, well, I, I thought what we all kind of liked about that game was that we had never really seen, like, a narrative experience when, a, like, a little indie game like this before. And it kind of resonated with us and, like, the story that it told. And so when I heard that they were showing their next game here at PAX, I was like, oh, I want to go check it out. So it's called Alt Frequencies, and it's coming to iOS, Android, and Steam in May of this year, and they're calling it a narrative mystery game. And this time, instead of being in someone's phone, you're listening to radio stations. Then you can interact by recording clips from each of these other stations, and then you can send those clips to the other station. So they've got, like, a pop channel. They've got, like, a news channel. Um, they've got like a, a radio jock, kind of like a almost like a Rush Limbaugh type. Um, but vas- basically, they have these like archetypes of radio stations, and you can record clips and then send those clips to the other stations and see how they react to them. And the the hook of it all is that you're in a three minute time loop, oh kind no. of like Groundhog Day. So every three minutes, the game like refreshes, and you have to figure out. Like, what's happening? But everybody in the world knows about the time loop, and there's, like, politics about the time loop, and there's, like, a big vote on the loop, and, like, who started the loop, and then there's people that are What does it matter who started the loop loop and the loop? (laughs) Wait, wait, what? I said, who cares who started the time loop? Well, because, well, that's the idea, though, (laughs) right? It's, like, if somebody started it, that they hypothetically are the ones to be able to fix it. No one knows how they start a time loop. That's accidental. (laughs) Just, like... 
Suspend the disbelief just for a second, Simon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ahead. I just played a just game with time loops in it. And it freaked me out. I didn't like. I mean, I liked the game, but I didn't like that aspect of it. Wait, which game are you talking about? Oxenfree. Oh. Oh. Which is both radios and time loops. So. Yes. Well, I mean, there you go. You like radios and time loops. You might want to check out all <laughs> frequencies. I like the radio side. Um, yeah. So it's cool because yeah. you're essentially like uh, controlling like the scanner on the bottom, and then wait, what? Figuring out Simon, fine. Oh, oh. Um, and you record these clips, and then like the idea is that you hear something on one channel, you're like, oh, I bet if I send that into this station, they're going to react to it in a certain way. And then once you essentially figure out which clip you're supposed to send to the right thing, then it like triggers the next chapter. But there's multiple ways to get there, and so it's hey, it was really the fascinating. Next chapter still in the time loop. My brain hurts. This is hurting. R- no, exactly, <laughs> right? I had to ask them a bunch of questions. Um, and I was like, how does this all work? And they said that there's a couple of paths to follows, but they're not actually intending people to replay it for multiple endings. There really is only, like, one ending. Um, and I thought it was interesting talking to them about how they tried to find contextual information for the radio stations that would work in multiple countries because they didn't want to lock some of the politics of, like, say, what's happening in France and then play that kind of politics back in the United States, people here would be like, I don't know what's going on with politics in France. Same with, like, Australia or the U.K. or places in Asia. And so, like, when they were trying to write the script, because they're from France, the team is, and they were like, we really had to figure out a way to take these overarching things that anyone, no matter which country they live in, if they download the game, they'll be able to understand. Hmm. So it's it's cool. If you're into this, like, really weird stuff, and, like, you like narrative games... You want a game you could kick back and play on your phone? You guys can check it out. They're in the, um, they are, oh my gosh, they're Accidental Queens is the name. They're in that little tiny row of developers before you hit the PC land lounge way in the back of the hall. Mm. You know what I'm talking about, but they're cool. Sure. Diane and Simon. That, that appeals to the radio side of me. Because yeah. that, that, in previous life, I, I worked in radio stations. So, yeah, that's like that. That just kind of tickles that little itch for me. Yeah, there was this one guy in one of the stations that I really didn't like. Oh, really? Yeah. His name was, like, <laughs> Ennis. Like, Dennis, but without the D. And I was like, that's not <laughs> a name. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he was like, oh, my, my boss told me I needed to get a female co-host because apparently everyone listening likes co-hosts. And so he's like, all right, I brought out my co-host, Sadie. And then it goes, oh, earth. And I'm like, you motherfucker. He's like, yeah, that's right. The only female you, I can host with is my dog. You'd be surprised at how that actually still exists in radio. I wouldn't be so surprised, actually. Yeah, that happens. But, I mean, they set him up to be the villain. I mean, because every good story has one, right? So, anyway, it was cool. That's what I played. Did you play anything else, Britt? Uh, Divinity Fallen Heroes. There you are. Thank you. I was waiting for my so little So they just announced this game this week, right? They oh had yeah, an they exclusive with Game Informer? Informer? Yeah, announced it. Game Informer and a few other outlets. So um, Divinity Original Sin, Divinity, Divinity Original Sin 2, you would describe them as, you know, uh, open world RPG in that sense, where you can, like, go roam around and find all the loot and do all, like, the caves and stuff. So this one's different in the sense that you have 60 missions, and each mission is estimated to take 20 to 30 minutes. And the entirety, well, most of the game takes place on the Lady Vengeance, which is a thing in Divinity Original Sin 2. And you have your dialogues there, you talk with your characters there, you make decisions there, you have to try not to piss off everyone. So characters from DOS2 are in there, so you have Ethan, Lose, Fane, all of the, the crews back. 
and you just basically do all these missions, and you don't want to piss people off. You want to try to save the world, of course. It's all about Malady, which every, if you've played the games, she's an awesome character, but we know nothing about her. She's probably manipulating us and trying to kill us all, but that's fine. And it's not coming out for a while, which is very sad, but we, my husband and I played it today, and it's going to be co-op, and it plays extremely well. It's really fun. More or less, it plays the same, except for instead of, you know, the top of the screen, you would have, okay, whose turn is it going to be next? It's your whole squad goes, and then the next squad goes, and vice versa. So it's a little different. They're saying kind of like XCOM-esque. So, uh, yeah, it's really good. Go play. like the percentages are better than an XCOM? So fucking annoying. Oh you're yeah. like, it's like ninety percent to hit, and you miss, miss. And you're like, yeah, what? No, it's still really early, so we didn't encounter any of that. Okay, but yeah, that's good. Really good, really fun. Better RNGs in this game. Oh yeah, RNGs is great in this game. Perfect. Definitely pray to him. He's worth it. No so. prayer candles for you, because <laughs> you are working as intended. Yeah, exactly. But no, it was great, Andrea. We have a lot of shit to give away. We do. Yeah, we do. I'm not trying to like, cut this convo short. I'm loving talking no, to your ladies. Good. We just want to talk about some of the things we played here at PAX because hands-on such a big portion of our show. Yeah. But now we're going to go into our feature segment, the third segment of the podcast panel, uh, where we get to take your questions. So uh, uh, one question for our awesome tech person over there. If they ask questions into that microphone, will it be recorded into the thing? Excellent. Woo! So you were first. Please state your name and your question, ASMR guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ben, and I'm back to do more ASMR. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, it's it on. Is. Yeah, I was just making sure. Uh, my question is um, either current or in the past, what was a game, movie, or TV show that you were insanely excited for, like out of this world, and then were just Utterly, crushingly disappointed when you actually got to experience <laughs> oh, it. Oh shit! Why do we have to talk about the sad stuff? Um, if you would like to come up and grab a piece of swag for your question, okay. and then you can take a seat, and then we will answer. So, Brittany, I'm thinking anything that was in, like I think of Breath of Fire, and when there was like, oh, new Breath of Fire is coming. It's for mobile and it's free. And then that was a really big disappointment. I would say when a franchise that you know and love so much is like a mobile game that's not done very well. Mobile games can be great. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for Diablo Immortal. Don't hate me. But it's, uh, I would say the last big disappointment. I try to stay away from games that I know are going to disappoint me. Because I like to read reviews. So, I would say Breath of Fire. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question because generally our whole shtick of what's good games is like we love positive, things. upbeat coverage. Yeah. We like to talk about the well, stuff we like. And we generally okay. don't like to spend too much time <laughs> on the stuff we don't like. But I think, I mean, I'm not alone here in saying that I was incredibly hyped for Anthem and got really disappointed um, in what happened. I mean, but, like, here's Anthem. the thing. Okay. I am absolutely, like, committed to the idea that they are going to make it right and they're going to fix it. They just took away the loading screen for the Forge, which is so exciting, you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so um, I'm excited for the next patch to come out. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, we... I don't know. I just don't get disappointed Ooh. that often. I would say Skyward Sword was a disappointment. Don't hate me. Oh, it's quiet. Oh, it's <laughs> quiet. That's not good. They hate me. <laughs> no, it's no. Ben's fault. He asked this yeah. weird question wherever you are. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, we'll just go side. to the next question. Yeah. Hi, uh, Jason from St. Louis. Uh, question, Hello. what is the most interesting or memorable funny interaction you've had with a normal person while wearing some uh, gaming, uh, oh, you know, okay. paraphernalia, uh, for example, to kind of set the tone, um, division example, um, in September, I was wearing the GameStop Division 2 pre-order hat to a Cardinal game, 
And as I was leaving the game, I was a victim of armed robbery. And uh, all the cops that responded just saw the hat and, like, every single one's asking me all kinds of questions about division. Oh, wow. (laughs) In addition to their job. Way way to recruit. I appreciate that. Wow. I'm sorry that happened to to you, first and foremost. Please come up and grab a piece of swag. Or two. Um, Jesus. That's awful, dude. Yeah. Except for Vita, you know, I had to figure out how I'm going to give this away. What's with these questions? I didn't realize I don't it was on know this panel. What's happening? Is there something <laughs> in the water in Boston? So something that somebody saw us wearing that was a cool or funny interaction. Uh, it wasn't something that I was wearing, it w- but I did notice someone when I was walking around in LA. They had an Ellie shirt on, and I was just like, "Yo, nice shirt." And he actually like, "Yo, th- thanks." Thank and you. like, like, like <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, if I'm wearing something, nobody talks to me about it. Right? Isn't that the sad part? You kind of secretly hope that someone's going to, like, say, like, hey, cool shirt or, or I like, wear a whatever. lot of Zelda shirts, and I always get a lot of Zelda comments whenever I wear anything Zelda. That's good. Yeah. I once wore a controller, an NES controller on my, on my breasticles, and someone came by, <laughs> and they were like, that's an awesome PlayStation shirt. I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, okay, there was another, like there was forms. a time. This oh, is not a great story. But I was, anyway. I was you're, walking, you're and I now. had a PlayStation shirt on, and a guy rode by on a bike and said, I'd like to play on your station, and I was oh, no. like, oh. oh okay, sir, keep riding. I can't groan hard enough. <laughs> Steve, do you have one? Uh, actually, yeah, it's this patch I'm wearing on my jacket right now. It's a Star Trek uh, Star, uh, Federation of Planets um, patch. And, uh, Nerd. Yeah. Star, Star Trek was what basically what got me into the world of geekdom, because I grew up with Star Trek Next Generation. Mm. And I fell in love with yes, thank you. Discovery season two, so good. Um, and I, yeah, no, that was every t- every time I wear it, it's always there's always someone that basically says like, right? uh, like love Star Trek. Yeah. Like universal. Yeah, do they symbol. do like the sign or whatever? No, they don't do the uh, the Vulcan salute. The but sign or uh, Yeah, no, it's uh, it took me a long time to train my fingers to do that. I was really guys. proud of myself to do this in I elementary school. I can do school. the clippy thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for your question. You're up. Hey, I'm Ennis. Hey. Hello. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> he said Ennis. <laughs> we were in autopilot. Boy. I was going to be like, I feel so yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Josh. Hi, Josh. Uh, Hello. My question, uh, sorry if this is a slightly long preamble, but like I've, I used to just buy physical games. Uh, last year, I've only bought digital, really. I see that trend continuing for myself and for like most people in the world, but no matter, like, what kind of game it is, like, sometimes you just buy a stinker, you know? And it doesn't necessarily need to be a bad game. And Are you asking us another question where we have to say something bad about something? No, 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 no. It's like <laughs> okay. an actual thing. Uh, so, uh, basically, like, in that situation, I would want to return the game. If, if I got a physical copy, I'd have a chance. Digital, no way. But since we're going, like, full digital downloads... And most of these games don't even have demos either. Like, do you feel like digital refunds or digital returns should be uh, a, a topic to be discussed and explored? Steam does something. Yeah, I'll say Steam does Steam. it, right? Um, yeah, it's just not like come the on console up. stores don't. Grab a thing. Um, returns are tough when it comes to media, no matter what form it is, whether it's music or TV or movies or games, because, you know... 
you don't necessarily want to go down a path where you're talking about giving someone a refund because they just didn't like it. Right? Like, there's a lot of times when I'll go to a restaurant and order a glass of wine, like all the time, like every day, um, and <laughs> I'll drink it and I'll be like, you know, I don't really like this, but I'll tell the server I'll buy it because it's just that I don't like it. It's not bad. It's not like corked or sour or skunked or whatever. I just, like, I just don't like it. I'm not going to make you go dump sure. it out because it wasn't my personal taste. That's on me. And that's kind of how I approach games and movies. I've never walked out of a movie and demanded a refund because I was like, this movie's a piece of trash. Because um, I'm like, somebody made that. In fact, thousands of people probably made that. Maybe it just wasn't for me, but somebody out on the internet's going to like it. And so it's, it's tough as content creators to um, look at that, at least for me, speaking for myself, as something where digital returns should be discussed in that sense. But if a game's like fundamentally broken, that's a whole different that's a whole different thing, right? If you buy an online only multiplayer game and you can never get connected to the service or you constantly get crashes, that's a real issue. And that's what makes digital returns so challenging. Because like how do you prove who's actually experiencing these bugs and these crashes and who's just like being a dick about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't know. And so it's a really sticky issue. Yep. No, I think it's like, what about like <laughs> Xbox Game Pass, essentially? Like, that's a really great service to be able to like try a game that you may not have been able to, but then it's like, okay, if you don't like it, well, you can just delete it and grab another one. Now, how does Steam work? Is it if you have a certain amount of number hours logged, right? It's, yeah. it's like 10 yeah. hours? Oh, okay. two hours. Two hours. Oh, okay. Wow. That's tricky. Uh, that's, I mean, that two hours is good enough to see if yeah. you like, like it or not, right? I don't know, but it's like if you're playing like Assassin's Creed where you're putting like 100 hours in, two hours is not enough. Listen, if you put more than like like 10 hours though, so you'd have to scale that. Right, that's why there's not one universal law or rule that could apply. Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, so you'd have to do two hours in in order to like prevent all the smaller games from getting hosed. Maybe a percentage of the game? Like, you played five minutes of this indie game. You must unlock this achievement, and after this achievement, you can't return it. This anymore. is why we don't make these rules, why people are paid to do this. So we don't this is a hard question that yeah. we are not qualified to answer, yeah. is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're next. Hi, guys. My name is Matt. I'm Hello. from New York. I hope you guys had a safe flight on the way over. Thank you. We did. My question is what convention or expo outside of E3 do you think is most important for a developer to be at or showcase their game? Developer? Oh. I mean, we just came from the Game Developers yeah. Conference, which is a, has been a really important show for game dev for over 20 years. It's been going on a really long time. And what I love about GDC as a show, please come up, by the way, and grab something, um, is that we get to see a side of the industry that we don't get to normally be present for. And sitting in on some of these talks and hearing like the really nitty-gritty background on how games get made, whether it's from a programming standpoint or sound design or animation, I find it so fascinating to learn about it because it's not front and center for a lot of gamers. Most gamers don't even know the first thing about how a game gets made. They just really enjoy the work, which isn't a bad thing, but I think it's find it I personally find it really fascinating that. Yeah, I guess you know, what y- whatever your goals it. are wherever you went, sir. I don't know where you went. I'll just look at everyone <laughs> in the audience. It's fine. <laughs> oh, hello. Yeah, I guess what it, what it, what are you trying to accomplish by going to a convention? So I guess my question for you is, so you said you're a developer. You're talking about, like, what's the no, best... No, he's not. No, you're not a developer. So you are... No. Okay, just kidding. Um, <laughs> you mean exposure for, like, th- to show their game? Oh, called Tremel, Frere. PAX East is the largest at 75,000 attendance. It's even bigger than PAX Prime. 
It's true. <laughs> it's true. Pax West. I'm sorry. Let me get the nomenclature right. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Well, normally the reason why we you don't get as many big AAA games at PAX East versus PAX West is because of the time of year it's E3, at. Right? Yeah. So E3, E3, yeah, E3 is looming like it's two months away. Oh. And then and at the end of August, that's right ahead of the really big holiday marketing push for games coming out September, October, November. And so you're going to get a much bigger, uh, splashier show. But I, the thing I really love about PAX East is that it's really the biggest – and only main stage gaming convention on the East Coast, right? And so, like, the West Coast has all kinds of stuff happening all the time, and that's why we always make it a point, and we want to, you know, make a commitment to come to PAX East because we know so many of you can't make it out to the other side of the country. It's really far away. Nice. Um, and, I, yeah, right? And I know that there's a ton of indies to get to, and I'm talking a lot, sorry. Um, but there's so... <laughs> I'm talking a lot, sorry. <laughs> I need, like, a little whip. I Next know. question. Yeah, anyway, I'm done talking now. <laughs> Pax Hi, is great. I'm Casey from Salem, Mass. Hello. Hi, Casey. Oh, hello. hello. I like your hat. Thank yeah, that's you. a great hat. Uh, my question is, if you could do one dream game mashup, game series, oh, what would it be like Metroid, Mass Effect? I got it. Grand Theft Auto and Harvest Moon. <laughs> Are you okay. farming drugs? Wow. Okay. No, I thought about. I've dreamt about this. No, think about it. So you have Come one on up. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I'll let you ladies answer. No, you no, you no go. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. No, that's I, that, that's a good one. No. Okay. So I okay. Harvest Moon sucks now. So more like Story of Seasons or Stardew Valley, where you have the mature themes, where you can bang people and you can have sex. So you want like and you a can little kill pixelated people. sex scene with these two, <laughs> sure characters. I don't care. I just want sex in my video games. So you have, you have the story of seasons. You know, which but is it's like a, a cut to black acceptable. No, not at all. Okay. That's but what you, I was. Yeah, you got to see the bits. Anyway, talk to me <laughs> after the panel. I'll happily go into detail about this. <laughs> all right, we're gonna have to kind of rapid fire these questions. I'm not trying to like. I should just put this down. I'm fidgeting, um, <laughs> because we're, <laughs> we're running out of time. Um, you're up. Hi, my name is Brock, and I'm from here. Uh, hi. Hi. So I found out this week that my lifelong uh, dream of moving to Japan is coming true. In oh, congratulations. Oh, my God. Amazing. I'm equal parts excited and terrified, so, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my question is, uh, what country would you like to move to other than America and why? I'd be down to move to Japan. Yeah, I would too, actually. That's a bucket list item of mine to go there. Japan's to move great. there? To go there? I don't know to move there. I would move there. To live there. To live there. Live. Please come up and grab a piece. Or how, how long is living? How long is living? <laughs> Hopefully as long as possible. At least a year off. Japan would be great. I always had the desire to move to Australia because uh, my my best friend is from there, and I was just there a little bit ago. Um, not only is English the, the language of choice there, which would make it easy because I'm l lazy, um, but it's such a beautiful place, and people there are so nice and wonderful, and even though it's really far away from a lot of things, what I love about it is that they have a really cool culture there, and um, there's koalas. But they all have syphilis. <laughs> the what? koalas? Yes. Or the chlamydia? She's not going to be making out the it's koalas. Chlamydia. Either. It's fine. I just maybe want to <laughs> hug them. You can't get chlamydia or syphilis yes, from hugging. You, you need to be careful with the koalas. It's not a you joke. you telling me I can get a sexually transmitted disease from <laughs> hugging a koala? 
Yeah. That's brilliant. I am telling you that. Apparently, this is a thing I did not know. <laughs> wow. Good well, thing I didn't hug any koalas on my recent trip. <laughs> You'd have a lot of explaining to do. If you do. hugged a koala, I hope it was like an approved koala. I that did not know. I did not okay. hug huh. any koalas. Okay, well, mom, look what I learned at uh, What's Good Games today. <laughs> <laughs> koalas have syphilis. Okay. No, it's chlamydia. I screwed up. It's chlamydia. Or chlamydia. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Connor. I'm also from here, Boston, not Pax. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got a Boston accent. I love it. Mm. And uh, so seeing the, like, massive amount of money that Epic and now EA is getting through Fortnite and Apex, do you think it's going to be, like, a new widespread thing? Because it's just absolutely massive that, like, games will be offered for free and then we'll just get, like, funded as we go, like, AAA games? Certain types, I think, make mm. more sense than others. Uh -huh. like Things that you can stick microtransactions you have, Yeah, you have to be able to support it because, uh, like, a game like God of War would not make sense to be free to play. Like, what the hell would you sell on it? You'd just lose money. Boy, and it would languages. ruin the art of it, right? Yeah. Like, the experience of God of War would be, like, smeared by microtransactions, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, there's, uh, sorry, not to... No, no! But, like, in just in terms of, like, MOBAs, you see, like, a giant wave of them. I'm not saying, like, permanently gaming will change forever, yeah, but... but like a lot of those games are, like, PvP-focused, yeah. so that makes sense for, the, for that style of game. I think anything that's more of, like, PvE or artsy, whatever you want to call it. I think being here at PAX has shown and reminded us that while free-to-play games are incredibly successful, there's still so many other types of gaming experiences that are being created and designed which is awesome. Even the panel that I was just on for Trover Saves the Universe, that is like a really funny, cool narrative experience that's designed as like a succinct playthrough. They're not trying to have this weird replayability, even though you should replay it because the dialogue from the NPCs in that game is amazing. Um, but like microtransactions also wouldn't really fit with that game. So while we are seeing incredible success, and I think a rising tide lifts all boats is certainly true for what Fortnite has done for video games across the globe, I s don't think that they're going to take over and we're going to see other types of games go away. So please come grab something from the table. I'll make this quick. Uh, if you had to choose one game that's not necessarily your favorite, but that you can tell you uh, sort of vibed on on a personal level, what would it be? I, I don't think I understand the question. Like, uh, like not necessarily your favorite game ever, but a game that you felt more of a personal connection to. Hmm. Oh. I got one. Uh, the Matrix Online. Uh, that was a game that I absolutely, like, I liked a lot because I loved the franchise. And I got to get, a, I was lucky enough to get into the beta. And they had a radio station within the game called Radio Free Zion. And if anyone ever listened to that, I was a DJ Snowball because uh, I was uh, on, on the station there. And it was really cool because it was like at the time I was able to stream for like five to 6,000 people and just went through a Shoutcast server. And it was like really, really cool just the way they kind of integrated that into the world. And it just opened up. It like It's not my favorite game because it definitely had its issues. And, of course, didn't last long after launch. But it was it was still like one of those games that I'm like, it was kind of the last MMO that I felt like was really, really cool. I would say mine would be Life is Strange. I mean, I really like Life is Strange. Yeah. Wait, you didn't come up and no. grab something yeah, from the table. Did. No, he oh, he did? he did? I just was staring at Steve so intently that uh. I missed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Life is Strange. I was a lot like Max in high school minus the crazy powers. Um, and I felt like that game provided me a way to relive high school the way I would do it now as an adult, knowing what I know, not trying to impress everyone, just like being true to myself. So that was really cool and unexpected. Cool. Nice. Like I don't know what to say. Do we kill everyone? Okay. Sure. 
I was just going to talk about Cookie Clicker, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> he just <laughs> he just gave me the time. Um, is there another panel after this? In a bit. Can yeah. we have like just a couple more minutes? You're the best. Okay. Thank okay. you. Okay. Let's do yeah. Give the enforcer a round of applause. So we'll probably only get to the next like maybe three people. So I'm sorry everybody else in line, but we have a lot of stuff. So don't go away. We'll see you out there. We'll yeah, just we'll like shower after on the you. panel. Um, Come in and talk. Okay. Shout out to that guy. Um, my <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so my question is, with Hulu coming up in uh, GDC and releasing their new sweetener, uh, what do you think of... <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> How do you think of that service uh, kind of changing the quality of games as far as, like, with those coming more to, like, a Game Pass kind of thing, but for, like, is, is it, would you say it's because it's coming like a Game Pass kind no, of thing? No, no, no. Like how, do you affect, how do you see that affecting the quality of games that would come to that kind of service? Um, I mean, that's a good question because you think about the top-tier experiences and games are always like a full $60 price point. Most of them have some kind of extended season pass. And if I was somebody like, um, even if you take somebody like, like, I'm trying to think of who sold a lot of games recently. Um, I mean, GTA is obviously the biggest selling game of the last five years, right? So if you take Take Two and Rockstar and go, oh, we want you to do a subscription, what incentive do they have to go, oh, yeah, but we just sold 80 million copies of our last GTA. Mm-hmm. Why would we want to put it on a subscription service when we can sell it at $60 a pop for the next five years? Because that game had legs forever, right? And that, like, never went on sale, <laughs> you know? And that's, like, how do, th- how do you take a game like that and go, we're going to put it into a subscription service when Rockstar's over there on their, like, dragon pile of money being <laughs> like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a tough question, and I don't – I hope that it doesn't mean that AAA experiences aren't coming. Obviously, we know that Google is partnered with Ubisoft, and they have a ton of amazing AAA games that are also at that price point. But, like, does that mean you're going to get to play them? Uh, that's why we have so many more questions than answers yeah. after the Stadia yeah. event. Google's new sweetener has a lot to prove, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of yeah. what it comes down to. We just don't know enough yet about yeah mm-hmm. how it's structured. About Yeah, how it's, how it's going to cost. I imagine a world where there's a subscription to get, like, an Xbox Game Pass style of, of content, and then you have to pay a premium on top of that to get additional AAA stuff yeah. would yeah, be my guess. also to see, like, what developers are going to adopt that service. Yeah, yeah, like, like you said, all we know is Ubisoft. Now they got some big titles under their belt. Well, but Doom's coming too. Right? Yeah. 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 Come get loot. Okay. Hi, I'm TJ. You Can found I your badge. I'm so glad. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was worried they arrested you. <laughs> 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 um, my question is actually for Steve. Oh, hi. Also have ocular obvious. I have special eyes. Um, yeah, special eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my question is, what game? think has like the most and least accessible UI from like a, a vision perspective? Uh, the most accessible or most least? Most accessible or, l- or least accessible? Bo- both. Both? Yeah. Let's talk about most because we don't want to talk about the people who are screwing up. Uh, well, right. I mean, I'll just very qu- briefly say least Witcher 3. Yeah. Enough said. Menus. Um, I'd say most. Actually, you know, honestly, right now, as much as like it is hard for me to be able to play, um, is The Division 2. It added a lot of accessibility features that I've been wanting since I was a kid, and they just added in there. Like, they had the fact you can build, you can narrate the menu system, which is always very hard to be able to do, and they have a built-in narrator. Uh, and also, you can be able to make the menu text size bigger. 
that is my biggest gripe with games is like if, if any game developers are listening or in this room, please just make your text bigger. <laughs> it's a it, it like I, I don't care that you're pl- you're developing for 4K TVs. It, like it, it doesn't mean that you need to have like tw- size 12 font. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like seeing that like just and it had a whole bunch of other accessibility features. And that's the thing that I actually uh, praise Ubisoft for um, in that they do push a lot of accessibility features within their games. Like full disclosure, I have consulted with Ubisoft. That's uh, that's the new thing that's in my life is consulting. And but isn't that good that you told them like, hey, fix this stuff? Well, no, for sure. But I, I didn't want to just sort of praise them and be like, they get off our pants. I'm a corporate yeah. chill. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I've already got that mantle for you. Don't worry, <laughs> bud. All right. Yeah, oh yeah, you, you you know my pain. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so no, like it, just hearing that they're willing to be able to talk to accessibility advocates in order to be able to put basically the barriers that we have with playing their games and want to be able to come up with solutions for. Uh, like, there's stuff that, they, that they're working on that I'm really excited to be able to talk about once there's stuff to talk about. Um, but it's like they are pushing – one of their mandates is that they're really trying to be able to push uh, accessibility forward and making sure that the majority of their games as of 2020 are as accessible as possible and being able to develop tools uh, for all their projects. So – I'd say, yeah, the Division 2 right now is probably, like, one of the most uh, accessible games that, uh, that I've played. I definitely would recommend giving it a try if you're okay with dying a whole bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> or find a friend that can be able to Sherpa you or Come backpack you. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Come on up. We have two um, two clans that you can join. And Did you end up starting the one on the Xbox? Someone else did. Somebody else did? Someone Excellent. Else I think there's two of them now. All right, so you'll be the last question, but because you guys are in line... I want everyone to, to be able to grab. I think we have a piece of swag for everybody in that line. One, two, three, Maybe. four, five, six. But you have to come up in the order that you're in the line to grab the stuff. But you get the last question. Can you get a little closer to the microphone, sir? Okay, well then come on up here. You can speak into mine because we're recording for the show. Just come on up here. Don't be afraid. Come on Yay. down. You're the next contestant. There you go. So I have a little interesting scenario. Okay. That I want your guys' take on. So coming soon with Stadia, we'll now have five major platforms, right? Um, so here's a scenario. In 10 years, there'll only be three of these platforms left. What three platforms are they? <laughs> ten, years, ten years from now, there's only three left. What do you think? So mm. grab a piece. Okay, grab a piece of swag, and then one at a time, you guys can come up and grab something. So Slowly he's asking. Things. He's saying, right now there's five. So we've got Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, PC, and are you saying like Sorry, yeah, go mobile? Is that the, those the five? Stadia's not a thing yet. Yeah, it's not really a thing. Okay, so you're saying mobile's not part of this crew at all. Okay, because they're going to be persistent. They're not going to say, yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, the sweetener's going, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I've decided, because we've run out of time, that I'm going to give away the Vita at the meetup, so I'll figure out a, a, a game or something, and, and then you have to come to the meetup. Now I've, I've forced you to come to the meetup. <laughs> um, what do you think, panel? I said the sweetener's going, for sure. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Those companies I PC's not going anywhere. Nintendo's not going anywhere. Xbox ain't going anywhere. PlayStation's not going anywhere. Stadia is like an unproven thing. I think if anything's going to shit the bed, it's going to be that. I mean, Google has had lots of things that have quietly gone away. Do you see like an Xbox Nintendo future? Oh, yeah, Google Plus, rip in peace. I've got McDonald's pins. Super (laughs) cool. (laughs) McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, All right. I got them from when I worked at the McDonald's red carpet at the Game Awards. Oh, boy. Chef Mike, anybody? 
Yeah. He's, what, he's great. He's great. I like Chef Mike. I think I actually have like one of those like fifty year old like Big Mac coins. I think I have one of those. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't think any. Is this going to be a cop out answer for me to say I don't think any of those platforms are going away in one. ten years? Kill one, right. Andrea. Kill I mean, it. Uh, so I have to kill one. Yeah. You're forcing yeah. me. You say Nintendo, I'm hurting you. Or, or maybe is it better to say could you meld them into? I think no, no cheating. Wow, one of them has to die. Why not? I think that there definitely are some that are starting to work more together. That was his question. What making one of them die is different than us actually making an educated guess about which platform is going to sunset. I'm just trying to answer the question. Okay, somebody else go first. (laughs) I mean, I might get hate for it. I'd say probably PC. Oh, honestly, that might be the smartest answer because PC is pretty much all digital now anyway. I mean, and also TurboTax. Oh no. Bad joke, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, you're right. Like, I think it's like because everything's kind of moving towards digital, and then consoles are pretty much just like PCs anyway. It's just, I would say like it's going to be like gaming PCs are going to become console like. Good luck convincing PC players that. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, no, I know I'm going to get hit for that. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm just saying in you. 10 years. Yeah, I'd say that's probably going to be the case. I honestly, like, I'm not trying to sound like a hater. I don't think Stadia is going to be revolutionary the way people think it is. I think it's, I think it's going to be cool for a very small group of people who have access to incredibly high-speed internet, and that's it. I and then it'll, and Google will be like, oh, we're making tons of money on this thing over here, and they're going to sunset it like they're doing with Google+. Rip in peace. Rip. Yeah, I don't know. I think if it works the way they want it to, it'd be revolutionary, but will it work the way they want it to? I think, again, I think it will we, for a very, very anyway, small group of people. we got to stop the show now. <laughs> yeah, we're we got to stop the show. Go. Okay, listen. Um, we, thank you guys so much for coming. No we're coming this? out to PAX. Um, we appreciate you guys supporting the show. It means so much to us. We love that you are here. We hope that you guys all come by um, Kings on Saturday. We would love to take photos, sign autographs, hug, and talk about Brittany's love of Pokemon. And it'll be great. Uh, have a great rest of your day. Go have some whiskey or something. Yeah. Bye. Oh, also, we'll be right outside if you guys want to chat afterwards.